0: what is up all you war-torn warriors and firebombed fems welcome to the world is my burrito aka twimby and you are listening to a taquito or minisode which varies from the usual stuff Uh, as reported from the front lines i am your host Corey t coming at you from tampa florida this fine november 30th 2023 uh we're on Takito number two, and I just watched Godzilla Minus One last night. Uh, they had, like, crazily enough, I don't know why, and not very heavily advertised, but, like, two days before the official release date showing. I'm for it. Uh, I will just start off with the spoiler-free hot take. Um, the, the movie's amazing. It, it's mostly drama with some of that 60s Showa charm. Uh, and it is truly a Godzilla for the ages, across the ages. Uh, so much of it seems to be out of respect for the franchise in its entirety, paying homages to like all of the generations. Um, if you're a fan of the entire franchise, I think you'll appreciate the way in which Takashi pulls from other Godzilla films. Um And I do think this is the kind of Godzilla film that will be even better on the second watch. Because you can spend more time just kind of (laughs) looking deeper into it. Let's get some of the basic movie info out of the way. It doesn't officially release until December 1st. uh, But yeah, the early showings, two days in advance, sure. Sure. So, yeah, beginning as early as November 29th, 2023. Comes in at a runtime of 125 minutes, and honestly, I didn't feel any of that. Uh, It definitely felt more like an hour and a half, hour 45. Directed by Takashi Yamazaki, who has directed many films that I've almost seen, but haven't. Our MCs are Ryunosuke Kamiki as Shikishima and Minabi Hamabe as Noriko. The supporting cast is very charming and wonderful, but every list I've found is incomplete in some way or another, missing photos or missing names or something, so I can't completely list them out, but it's fine. This is a takido. We're not doing all that. Now it is time for your spoiler warning. If you don't want this sixty-nine-year-old Takido spoiled, then put it on ice because we're going in, baby. Starting off, uh, this begins on the fictional Odo Island, which is a reference to the original. I really like how they started. It they started where the original Godzilla was said to have begun. He was a god on that particular island. Um. No, it, it's just kind of nice having this tiny thing. And in this film, they use it as a kamikaze pilot or plane repair station, which is kind of uh, amazing. Like the entire point is to kill yourself, but I guess the plane needs to last long enough to do that. Um, I I love our our cast. Uh, I love particularly Shikashima's the MC. So he has the most notes. Uh, but I, I love that he has commitment and confidence issues. Like he can't commit to his country. Um, he can't commit to his girl. He can't commit to their child. Uh, the The only thing that he can kind of commit to is this visage of the person that he should have been. Um And he he takes a lot of steps as the movie progresses to kind of intentionally put himself in danger. Uh, He seems mostly chill about serving his country after the war, yet all of the things he's dealing with are direct results of the war, like the mines, um, Godzilla, whatever. Uh, He can confidently say, I won't die as a kamikaze pilot, but then he can't say no to Noriko when she just up and moves in. Um, even after a year, I love that he still can't address their relationship. He's like the only person who seems unaware that they're together. Like, they literally have a family. Um, yeah, and when he does finally gain that confidence, as just stated, it's 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 always like life-threatening the the only time he seems to want to do anything for noriko is when it is life-threatening during the ginza attack um i love that he suffers twofold from like ptsd having watched his mechanical saviors die by the mouth of an angry god (laughs) due to his repeated cowardice in the plane uh and then stacked on top of that is his survivor's guilt uh because he almost immediately has a good thing going for him when he returns to Japan. Uh, and kind of wants to live for the future, but is stuck in the past. Um, there, There's also this kind of perpetual shame because he is always being saved by everyone throughout the entire film. I, I think really the only point in which he saves anyone outwardly I mean technically he saves Noriko and um oh the kid Akiko uh he he does passively save them but the only time he ever actively saves anyone is flying the plane into the mouth of Godzilla that again that just kind of perpetuates throughout this entire film even getting rid of the mines is kind of he's being active but it's kind of a passive way like you're not fighting anyone you're just cleaning up um so I love I love what they did with his character yeah that's he's a ton of fun not not fun but (laughs) very believable Uh, I I do kind of wish they had done a little bit more because the outbursts of like PTSD and worry and shame and stuff like that are kind of intermittent. Um, but Hey, I've never fought in a world war, so I don't know. Maybe that's how that works is just, everything's great because you have the thing in front of you and then you get all of the intermittent shit from before. Um, also, like, he didn't do anything in the war, which is kind of interesting. He had one traumatic experience. His PTSD is so, like, tightly intertwined with his survivor's guilt because they happen back to back. He watches a bunch of people die, but he never actually did anything in the war, only to return to the, the like, surviving and having a good thing going. Anyways, um, I was really truly floored uh, about the doctor's motivational monologue concerning how the Japanese military treated their soldiers and all the dumb steps that they took in desperation of losing two wars that were already lost. The mention of supply lines and overextended troops is a blatant reference to their terrible decisions in China. Uh, You can learn a little bit more about this in uh, episodes five and six on the Adolf manga. And if I remember correctly, they made actual propaganda songs about how great everything was going in China and how the citizens contributions were keeping soldiers alive and motivated. So that was a lie. Um, And it, it was an offense to to. Talk any type of doubt about how the Japanese were doing during World War Two and the Sino-Japanese War in Asia, um, which I think was also very much covered in the Adolf manga, if I remember my own content correctly. Um, so the the theme, uh, I, I I like how the overall film is it's it's very dramatic but there is a little bit of goofiness to it this is one of those first like connective pieces of a different era of Godzilla it is uh, the dramatic points are just as dramatic as 54 but there's a lot of these kind of uh, oversaturated character archetypes um, a little bit of goofiness here and there in the way characters are presented which reminds me a lot of the very early showa like the, there wasn't a whole lot of Godzilla before they just went full-on cheese into um like needing to appeal to the children's demographic but I I, I love I don't know it, I feel like it's one of the worst things but it's also I get it like because there there's more in the movie that we're about to get to um yeah it, the the movie is has a surprisingly happy ending where everyone lives. Uh, I, I was mind-blown by Noriko's survival, and you, you know it's going to happen, because just it, it's a very, I guess, American timing of things. Um, uh, Tsukiko, I think is the name of the neighbor, gets the letter like right as uh, Shikishima is definitely going to kill himself. And... You know, you you know, at that moment that it's like somehow Noriko survived, even though they showed for sure that there's no way a human body could withstand this. Uh, that entire end scene was just like I, I teared up. I really did, because like you want her to live because honestly, she's better than Shikishima. Like she's the person who should really survive. Uh, but then they show like the little bit of whatever's going on in her neck uh And I, I love that ominous, you know, that that is that very Japanese thing. Normally things end very sadly, but then you get that kind of opposite, almost like the uh, Battle Royale thing where it's like several of the main characters live, but at what cost? Um, So we don't know where that's going to go. And maybe they'll do a sequel. Maybe they won't. I'm fine either way. I would love to see. Where this, you know, infection thing goes. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll get another one. On the G Man himself, first and foremost, Rono Gaming did a video titled In Constant Agony, breaking down the painful evolutionary process Shin Godzilla experiences through his movie. And I could not get that out of my mind as this movie makes it so blatant. Like, with Shin Godzilla, it's it's there, but you have to be paying attention and looking for it. Minus one, it's, it's absurdly blatant. He's uh, mad from the get-go with all the stuff that's going on on Odo Island. The very next time we see Godzilla, you are literally watching his face get burnt off from the atomic bomb. And then one of the next things that you see is him getting his face blown off and healing back. And even from that moment and throughout the entire film, that never truly seems to heal back to normal. I don't know if it's that it got stronger. Uh, you know, I don't know where they're trying to go with it, but there's always that lighter Brown patch on that part of his flesh where his face was blown off. Um, and you can see like other little battle scars here and there, which were probably experienced from fighting all of these, you know, ships like he's getting shot all the time. Yeah. It, it's, that is really cool. I love the, the scar tissue thing showing that Godzilla does take damage because that's something that is kind of from, um, the final two, uh, millennium era movies where Godzilla gets his chest blown out by Kiryu and then comes back in the next film with a very damaged chest. And I think they did a, they kind of showed that in some of the other movies, but not really. Um, He he can't seem to die uh, because of the, the constant just revival, like everything heals back. Uh, But it seems like this creature also doesn't really care about living either. Um, Where there is, I guess, this kind of confused, almost natural pain in Shin Godzilla. Uh, minus one is just angry because it's forced to be alive, um, and it, you know, it it can't die. We see in the very end that you know the heart survives, and so the rest of it survives. Um, so I I love this kind of same same as Shin Godzilla, but different. Uh, I love how slow it moves. Also kind of akin to Shin Godzilla. It's methodical. Um, You know, it's just the step, step, step. Uh, it's, It's also kind of, yeah, similar to Shin Godzilla because you can tell it really doesn't seem to fit too easily in this world. And he's exceptionally chunky low down the design in general reminds me so much of the heisei era specifically um where he's you know thick thighs all the way down and the the top kind of feels like it's a little bit skinnier like it it comes in a little tighter i think um but no love the design uh and the weird arm spikes like the elbow spikes cool it's whack whatever of course the the breath it is it's possibly the best in the franchise at least its execution is the best I still think Shin Godzilla's laser is a little more daunting um, you know especially throwing out <laughs> plumes of nuclear smoke before firing it but this one uh, you know it was already cool to see like the spikes charging and jutting out and going all the way up the back it took so long and it was so rewarding to see that entire process happen. But what really sealed the deal was that all the spikes lock into place to create the blast. Like, you see them expand and then contract in an explosion. And, yeah, that sold it. As far as the charging goes, that's definitely the coolest thing ever. Um, the One of the things I, I should have touched on earlier... Uh, but a comparison to kind of 54, again, like this starts on Odo Island and Odo Island mentions that, you know, it was a God of ages past. And this time it's a creature of ages past, uh, in the original, the atom bomb disturbs Godzilla. And in this one, Godzilla is two separate creatures. So we see the original Godzilla, and the original, you know, pre-bomb. And then we see what the effect is. And I like that there are two. Because it's it's daunting. There's a lot of low angle camera shots. So you get to see how big it is. But also at the same time how small it is. And then after the bomb, it's he's substantially larger. So I like that there's two. It's like a small thing. But I, I feel like that is a really solid kind of homage to something that was only ever spoken about. In the original film. I also like that. Both forms. Bring death no matter where they go. Because even the original non-radioactive Godzilla. uh, You know they say that where it goes. It brings up you know creatures from the deep. And both forms do that. And I find that really fascinating. Like I'd kind of love to know. What's going on in the background. um, Of why Godzilla always brings death. But you know, at the same time, I don't think that needs to be said because Godzilla does always bring death. That's kind of his original, uh, Mm -hmm. MO. And yeah, one of the, the, the note that I took is wherever Godzilla goes, there is death. Wherever Godzilla goes, he brings death. So there is inherent death around him. And then wherever he goes, he just kills everything that's there, you know, an unstoppable creation. Um, and speaking of the death, uh, not everyone dies from coming into contact, which was a very big part of the original. If you came in contact with Godzilla, you were destined to die. That was, uh, you know, the vision of the atomic bomb. Godzilla was not created by the atomic bomb; he was the atomic bomb in essence. Um, so you were always going to die. I I, I like. That, that has kind of changed, um, particularly in the case of Noriko, because she does bring up the most questions. Uh, I was talking with Botter from Shortbox, and he mentioned Noriko's survival kind of taking him out of the film. Um, but again, this goes back to like the Millennium G-Cells and you know Godzilla's healing factor in Heisei. Uh, like... As far as I can remember, the concept of G-cells date as far back as Violante in 1989, where Godzilla cells do change the things around them and allow them and help them to grow. So we don't know what exposure to Godzilla does in this world, uh, but I'm assuming there is a price to be paid. So while that does kind of take me out of the dramatic thing because it's so uplifting, it makes me so absurdly interested in like, where's this gonna go? And is this just going to be more of like a gut punch in a possible future film? Um, A few of the OG series callbacks, Um, man, Frozen Goji is the new best thing ever. Like I always, everyone always had an affinity for uh burning goji from Destroya, um but i love just the the frozen goji looks just as menacing if not more so because the eyes are frozen over and at this point you know this thing is reacting on instinct again like i don't think it wants to be alive but it has to um and i feel like you can see that in that final scene where he's once again, trying to blow off the atomic breath while actively freezing to death, um, and all of that. There's so much there that's similar to the Destroya film, where like the light starts leaking out of Godzilla uh, as he dies, very similar to the death scene in Destroya. Um, you know, freezing being the way that they kill him. It's it's so cool. I love that callback, and of course, the final final scene of Godzilla with the heart reviving is straight out of GMK where everything but the heart survived and the heart beats. Um, and one of the other things, I love the few Mothra notes in the Godzilla march. The first time they play the theme, uh, you know, bah, 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 bah. there's just a few notes and it's like, this is, is this Mothra? And then they do the next few notes and then they go back into the Godzilla March. And it's like, this is intentional. This is, you know, I'm not saying I don't expect Mothra to show up in the next film. I feel like they would be way too soon, but I love that audio edition. Again, referencing more parts of the franchise. Um, if yeah, final thoughts, uh, I've mostly said my final thoughts throughout all of this. It's a great movie. Uh, I this might ah man, story wise, I think this boots uh, GMK out of my top three because Fifty Four Shin and GMK had the biggest messages to kind of um, it they had the biggest messages they they were about something and it wasn't just hidden. The the whole theme was about something. And I think this one does it better. This one is honestly pointing a finger at Japan for how it treated its own people during the war. Um, You know, the, the original is about mankind's responsibility with power. Shin Godzilla is also pointing its finger at Japan for how terribly it handled uh, the Fukushima um, nuclear power plant disaster and this movie points fingers I mean this is a topic that like you you get imprisoned for back in the 40s and you know we're, we're so far removed and now someone can say something and it's being celebrated Um you know it doesn't sound like he's gone to prison yet so that's really impressive so yeah uh that's that's it if you got any questions comments concerns uh you can find me on any social media twimby podcast uh if you want to email me twimbypodcast at gmail.com um this was also on youtube so you can watch it i plugged the lights in so they couldn't go out this time uh yeah Thanks a lot, man. Let me know what you think. Uh, Hit me up on a social media and let me know what you thought about minus one. It's a lot. I could talk about it all day long. And there's a lot of stuff that I have not written down because I couldn't take notes in the theater. This is a dark movie. But uh, no, it's, it's wonderful. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, go watch it the fuck again. Deuces.